You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the fish tank right here on the Miami okay. Dolphins Podcast on. Network, Seth Levitt, DJ Preach is in the back, and OJ McDuffie, Juice, it is a victory Monday, and they'll hear this on a Tuesday, <laughs> how are you feeling today, because I'm feeling pretty damn good. Man, it's been a long time, Big Seth. I'm feeling great, bro. I am feeling great. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's been way too long, obviously, man. And But uh, the whole month of December, my birthday month was a disaster, <laughs> as we like to say. Yeah. It was a disaster. Right. But we figured out something, figured out a way to get it done, man. And it's a, it's a beautiful Monday. I'm, I'm heading to Publix right after this. <laughs> He's not afraid to. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, listen, talking about, you know, overcoming disasters and finding a way to, to finish things beautifully. Uh, we're gonna bring in Jay Fiedler. Yes, well, so <laughs> Jay diving into the fish tank for the second time and rallying for us here. Uh, it sounds like you're chasing around the little ones, but we appreciate you spending some time with us. How you feeling, man? Uh, I'm feeling great, doing well. Uh, you know, celebrating my birthday in December as well, Juice, and uh, you know, all all is good. Life is good up here. I knew we had a lot in common, Jay. Common Jay. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, you know that. Well, only the best are born in December, that's right? right? That's right, right. Us and Jesus. That's, that's, <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, follow that up, Big Seth. Follow that up. Well, I really can't, other than the fact that you're telling two Jewish guys, but you know, it's a. <laughs> Well, he was Jewish when he was born. That's right. right. That's a good point. That's a really good. <laughs> this has totally gone sideways, but it's, it's, well, I'm going to try and dial it back in here. So, look, this past Sunday, the Dolphins overcame the New York Jets 11 to 6 to end a five game losing streak, uh, got their ninth win of the season, and they advanced to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. We're all fired up down here in South Florida and across uh, Dolphins Nation, wherever that is extended, really across the globe. Uh, if you listen to the postgame presser, we heard Coach McDaniel say immediately following the game that reaching the playoffs was, of course, one of the team's goals this season, but it wasn't the only goal. And that means that the next objective is taking on the Buffalo Bills for an opportunity to win a playoff game. And Juice, here we go. For the first time since December 30th, 2000. Wow. December 30th, 2000, 22 years ago. Wow. Yeah, you guys are shaking your heads. It's remarkable. But uh, on that date, the Miami Dolphins ended the Indianapolis Colts season with a thrilling 23-17 to overtime victory. And, fellas, all three of us were there that day. Now, the two of you actually made something happen and contributed <laughs> to, to that great memory while I sat up and uh, enjoyed the playoff atmosphere You had us on point all week, though, Big Seth. You know, you had us on point. Interviews, you know what I mean? You had us on point all week, bro. You, you played your sure. part, you know what I mean? You did your job. Well, I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, I'll take far more credit than I deserve. But, uh, hey, you know, the, you the press box food was good. You too, Seth. You, you look really good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, come down for the last That's seven right. minutes after you guys have spent four-plus quarters <laughs> battling it out out there for your playoff livelihood and I jumped down there in a three-piece suit and act like I did something so yeah I mean but what better to t- what better way uh, than the first ever playoff edition of the fish tank juice yeah. it's our first yeah. opportunity to have a playoff edition of the fish tank what better way than to get QB one and wide receiver one from that season and certainly from that well, game. I don't know if I was 
RW one at that time, but uh, you know I was, I was battling, so maybe maybe two or three. So you know Tony Martin and Aronde did the bulk of the work all year long. With my hurt, I don't ass. know. When we go back and look at the stats <laughs> and targets, we'll we, we'll be the judge of that. You know, so yeah, you know I can't wait to talk about this game because it brings back so many you know great memories. But before we go oh, yes. there, you know Big Seth told me last night that um, I hate to even bring this up, but you were doing the Jets late night show last night after the game. You know how how that work out, Big Dog? <laughs> Uh, not too good. Not too good. We didn't have a whole lot of, a whole lot of positive stuff to talk about. You know, we were talking about the off season right, and, right. and next year and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, you know, this, this whole season I've been doing uh, local CBS TV, uh, up here in New York. Uh, the Jets brought me in to do some analyst work, breaking down some plays and, and, and breaking down the games, uh, each Sunday night. So it's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I've done some of that with, uh, you know, with dolphins in the past, breaking down some, some plays on, on, uh, you know, online podcasts and stuff. So it's stuff that I enjoy and, uh, you know, something that, you know, weren't a whole lot of plays for the jets to break down yesterday, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm a- all good. I've been having fun doing it. And I'm glad you're enjoying that, you know, dabbling there with some jets TVJ, but you know, the uniform you're wearing on that Sports Illustrated cover behind you there is not a Jets uniform. I know you, there was a moment there. You spent a little time in green. But we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins, and certainly we're going to dive into that 2000 playoff game against the Colts. So before we get too deep into the X's and O's, I think it's important really to start with some context here. The AFC, this is what's so crazy and how old we all are, but the AFC was made up of three divisions at that point in time, not four. So it was just the East, the West, and the Central. The Colts were a division rival at that time, right? They still had, I think, another year or two in the AFC East. I still can't stand them. (laughs) Drew still looks at it like a divisional game. He can't stand them. I love it. And so the Dolphins, we finished that year 11-5. and It was Dave Wastet's first year as a head coach. We finished 11-5. and Again, it was a 16-game season, which also seems like forever ago now. We won the AFC East, but Tennessee won the Central with a 13-3 and record. The Raiders wrapped up the West with a 12-4 and record. So we had to host the lowest wildcard seed, even as a division winner, and, uh, and that was the Colts. Now, as a side note, I don't know if you guys remember this, but somehow that game didn't even sell out in time. Right. So it was blacked out to blacked the local out. market. Yeah. It was the first postseason game since 1993 to be blacked out in its local market. The rules, I think, is, have even changed since then. Were you guys going into that game? It eventually sold out, and it was rocking. But going into that game, were you guys aware of the fact that the blackout was on, that the game hadn't sold out, or did you even care? Oh, we knew about it, and it was a damn shame, yeah. man. Look, you're talking about an 11-5 team. You know, it's not like we kind of, you know, we got lucky getting into the playoffs. I mean, this is a team that was 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 playing some pretty good football, man. So South Florida had its finest at that point, right? Right, Jay? Oh, yeah. You know, late late December, uh, people in South Florida had a lot of other things uh, on their mm-hmm. mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, I think I think Publix actually uh, came in and bought a block of tickets, uh, if I remember. Right, speaking of Publix. You're probably right, yeah. yeah speaking of Publix, yeah. <laughs> uh, Give us a chance you know, to get they, it on if TV. I recall, I think that's what happened and, <laughs> Yeah, I think Publix bought some, and I figured your dad, I figured Kenny Fiedler and, and the Fiedler family would have been in there. What a what about well, a huge block? That was a constant. That was a, that was already built in. You know what what was what was sold out before. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, where a lot of these guys are. Yeah, they, they they show up nowadays, man. A lot of times, probably, and, and you know what? It depends on the team you play as well. But it is what it is, yeah. right? Yeah, I will tell you what, Big Seven. I think about those that when I think about that game, I think about how loaded the Colts offense was. I mean, you're talking mm. three future Hall of Famers, Peyton Manning, Ezra James, Marvin Harrison, of course. Plus you're throwing like Ken, 
Ken Dilger and, you know, Marcus Pollard. I mean, those two tight ends, they seem like they always, yep. always played their best mm-hmm. against us. You, you only hear about them when they play against the Miami Dolphins, you know? And uh, we, we knew we were going to have to score some points in that game to win. And, Jay, uh, man, we really didn't hold up our end of the bargain the first half of that one, did we? Not in the first half, <laughs> no. We, we certainly did, especially the second quarter. I know, uh, uh, you know, we, we were reeling. I, I, I made some bad throws. I I, uh, I couldn't get open for you, Jay. I could not get I – was, I was still dealing well, with that. I could not get open for you, well, bro. Like I said, we, we, kept, we kept running you, you know, breaking to the right. That's you, right. You just couldn't hit that toe. <laughs> You know, when we figured it out in the second half, we broke it to the left, right. and it was all good. That's right. I was telling Seth about that, man. I said, Seth, man, we had to. We, I mean, we had to figure out which way to break because of my foot, because I could not, I could Crazy. not get open going one way. I had to use my strong foot, you know, which is my right at that point, and we figured it out at that. point. Well, it didn't stop Jay from going to no, you, though. No, no, no. And I love that about Jay, man. <laughs> you know, what I mean, Jay, Jay was my guy. I could. I'm so upset more than anything about not being able to be a part of that offense earlier in the year. You know, if I'd have been yeah. healthy, I mean, we they they talk about, you know, you listen to the game back, they talk about our defense so much. If I could have been that 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 relief valve for Jay Moore that year, we'd have we'd have torched it, man. We'd have put up a lot of points that year because the way Chan's offense was designed is for me to get some things to continue keep the chains moving. Then we could take some shots with a Ronde and Tony, man. We were we were stacked that way offensively in terms of guys on the outside with a great defense and a run game, it was the perfect thing. But me being hurt, I think, really hurt our team at times, you know? Yeah, well, look, Ju- Juice was critical, you know, being a guy that can that can get open in space inside and in the slot and, and uh, you know, create open space. You know, Aronde, we all know, you know, how great a receiver is, his, his hands – you know, no one, ever, no one ever mistook him for a great route runner. Though, uh, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going to break away. Uh, you know, with, with speed on an inside route and run a little option route or, or anything like that. And and Tony Martin was a little bit more of an over the top, you know, downfield guy as well. But having Juice being able to to work the middle of the field and work against linebackers and safeties and and, and find those open areas, you know, was critical, especially when you know once once we got Lamar going. Uh, in the run game, you know, you could suck those linebackers up and let Juice just operate, you know, over the middle. That, that was a, a, a big part of that second half offense. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. 
And you just said it, the second half offense, because uh, unfortunately <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't happening in the first half. The first six drives, guys, we go back and look at the notes. We don't, want, we don't look at the notes. Six... We don't want to look at the notes, Big Seth. <laughs> well, listen, I think that the we drama and the finish is that much better when you think about what happened early. As a side note, remember we did the classic game a couple preseasons right, ago, right. and we watched Dan had the clock game, the Jets game, one of the most epic games in the history of his career, uh, but he threw a few interceptions in the first half, and, and we're going through this thing, Jay, and halfway through it he goes, bro, all you're doing is showing my bad plays. He, said, he, he got pissed at me. So I guess I'll do a little bit of the same here, no special treatment. But the first six we're drives. 15 minutes in, you're still talking about my interceptions already. Right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to skip to it. So we go into the half down 14 nothing, and truth be told, it could have been worse. Fortunately, that defense of ours, which included a couple of current Miami Dolphins coaches, right, Sam Madison, Pat Sertan, and then not to mention Hall of Famer and Jason Taylor, hopefully a soon-to-be Hall of Famer and Zach Thomas. These guys helped weather the storm. But tell me what that locker room was like at halftime. What kind of energy are you guys getting from the defense what are you saying to each other as an offense? What is Dave and the other coaches saying? And then Jay, and it's the last time I'll bring it up, but as the quarterback and you just had these interceptions, what's going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, you know, I, I was always an even keel guy. And, uh, you know, you ask any of the teammates or coaches that, that play with me, I was never a guy who got down in the dumps from, you know, bad plays. It was always focusing on the next, focusing on the next play and, and, and what could we do to correct what, you know, what we did and go out and, and make things happen. And, you know, I think it showed, you know, in a lot of our games, you know, we, we had, you know, we, we had a lot of fourth quarter comebacks when I was uh, playing for the Fins. Uh, you know, we always had close games because that's the way we set up, yeah. uh, you know, our offensive game plan. That was kind of our, you know, our, our uh, you know, the way we approach games with, with Coach Wanstatt was, you know, we have this great defense. Let's keep it close until the fourth quarter. I wish I wish we were getting more aggressive in, in certain games that, uh, you know, we had an opportunity to, uh, you know, but that was kind of the way we approached things. So, you know, we had to win games in the fourth quarter a lot. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, I always prided myself on, you know, when the game's on the line, when we need a big play, it doesn't matter what happened in the past, uh, you know, earlier in the game. You know, let's go out there and just make a play and and make it happen. You know, and Jay, that's what I talk about all the time, man. I talk about this all the time when it comes to that position as well. First of all, Jay's one of the best leaders that I ever played with and one of the best competitors you'll ever play with in anything, you know. But bottom line is this. It doesn't matter what you do in the first couple quarters. What do you do when the game's on the line? And that's when Jay and a lot of, you know, the, the greats, you know, that ever get under center, that's when they shine. You know, that's that's the most important times when you shine. Except you, you talk about my 12 targets. Yeah, I was terrible in the first half, but then I finally got my opportunities, you know, late in the game. When I didn't got, use the word terrible. Yeah, I was terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, man, I'm telling you, I, that's, that's what's up, Jay. We had the opportunity. We were so used, Big Seth, to hearing about how great our defense was, and they're absolutely great. And he's right. We just try to – we tried not to mess things up as an offense. That was the game plan. We win it late. Yeah, but then, but then we then we had to go into the fourth quarter and make some. We had to make some play. Out. When you're going against a number yeah. one quarterback, number one running back, and number one wide receiver in the league, you know, and our defense did a great job, obviously, of holding those guys down. We still had to find a way to score some points in that game. Yeah. Well, 
we'll, we'll fast forward, Juice. Yeah. Let's get to the second yeah, half, go. okay? Because I've, I've, I've almost taken this thing. You know, Jay was kind enough to say yes, yeah. and I think I'm yeah, taking this yeah. into the gutter Jay's here. Yeah, about to whoop your Let, ass. We, we need a comeback, are, so I'm going to turn it over yeah, to you yeah. two guys. So the second half starts, Jay, and, uh, you know, we have an 11 yeah. play drive, which includes, you know, seven Lamar Smith carries for 42 yards and a touchdown. You had two runs by yourself, uh, Jay, and two passes to the running backs. It was It's pretty clear the way our game plan and our mindset had changed going into that second half. Well, certainly. I mean, you know, we came out, uh, you know, certainly wanting to pound the ball. And, uh, you know, once Lamar started getting going uh, in that first drive, it was let's feed him, let's feed him, let's keep it going. And, and you know, I think you look back in, uh, at, you know, the stat, I mean, we were great on third down, uh, you know, throughout that game. And we kept drives alive. We kept things going. Uh, I think we controlled the clock for, you know, almost two thirds of the game right. or, or maybe even right. more. And part of the game plan was keeping Peyton, keeping the ball out of Peyton's hands. In addition to, you know, obviously the mistakes that we made in the first half, you know, coming out and being able to c- control the clock with the running game, let the clock run through and still make those drives and finish up with, with, with touchdowns. Uh, you know, that, that was a key in the second half of, uh, of our success. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about some of those stats. I love hearing it, Juice, because let's look at it, right? So third down efficiency, we were eight of 17, held the Colts, all the all that firepower that you just talked about, all those guys who sleep in gold jackets at night, they were two of 11 yeah. on third down compared yeah. to, you know, to, to us being eight of 17. And ball control, Jay, 43 minutes and 40 seconds to 27 yeah. minutes and 46 yeah. seconds. Yeah. I mean, that's that's craziness. That's craziness. Even with, you know, turnovers and everything else, you're still able to control the ball, control the clock. And so, no, that was a big difference. And look, you mentioned Lamar Smith. Let's talk about him for a second. Obviously, when people think back, they think of, for, for it's very understandable why, the next running back when Lamar left the Dolphins and Ricky Williams came in. But Lamar that season had more than 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns rushing that year. He had another 200 yards and two touchdowns receiving. It's a hell of a year that he had. Yeah. And then you yeah. fast forward to this game, and he really was kind of in the first half about the only thing that was going right. You know, 87 yards on 16 carries. He comes out in the second half, as you just discussed, tacks on another 40-plus. I mean, he's at 120, 130 yards, and the, th- and the, the third quarter is just getting started. Ultimately, as we know, he went on to set an NFL postseason record with 40 carries that day and his 209 total yards on the ground were second in NFL playoff history. Take us into the huddle with Lamar, because I just remember him being a quiet dude, had a very interesting sense of humor. I'll use that word. And, uh, you know, what was it like? Was he talking at all? Was he, you know, did he just have the look in his eyes? What was going on in the huddle with Lamar? No, uh, like you said, Lamar was a quiet guy. I mean, he he wasn't a talker. He wasn't a guy who was, you're not going to see him like Ezekiel, feed me, feed me, uh, uh, you know, type of running back. But he'd give that deep breath. He'd know he's, he know his, his number was called and, you know, he, he ran with such power and balance that behind a, a pretty darn good offensive yeah. line that we had yeah. that year, some, some road graders up front, you know, and it really set up for, for his style of running. Uh, you know, he was able to kind of bounce and find the hole and then hit it. And he, you know, he ran shoulders down and, and, and downhill. Uh, it was it was tough for linebackers and safeties to knock him backwards. You didn't see that mm. very often. Uh, it, it was fun to watch, uh, you know, handing it off to him and, and watching. And I know, you know, I was handing it off with my right hand both ways. Right. Uh, shoulder, that's right. My shoulder, yeah. my shoulder was right. all messed oh, up. I forgot about right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did so, you have to uh, learn? Like, I mean, what what what? 
did that take in practice to make that comfortable? You know, it's funny. It was uh, when I was playing in Philadelphia, my first two years, I was uh, playing behind Randall Cunningham. And Randall used to, you know, he'd just kind of play around with the ball a lot of times. And we'd be just be in practice and, you know, we'd go through like a walkthrough play or something. Instead of handing the ball up with his, with his left hand, he'd just turn it. He'd kind of flip, the, flip his hand around and hand it off with his right hand. So I remember him doing that. And that's kind of, you know, how wow. I developed, uh, you know, my techniques of, of, of handing the ball off. And this was probably the last month of the season that I was doing that because uh, I had hurt my shoulder uh, early December uh, uh, for that and was wearing a harness the, the, the whole time. Uh, it actually helped out with some of our bootlegs back the other way because I was able to hide the ball a little <laughs> bit more Makes know, sense. In, in my belly. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was interesting. And, and it, came, it just came natural, uh, you know, because I had kind of played around with it, you know, previously before getting injured the way Randall did. You know, you just do certain things, play around with the ball when you, you know, in practice. And, uh, you know, luckily, you know, Lamar was able to take those handoffs well, and we never had a mix-up, uh, you know, with, with ball security on that. Yeah, I've seen some guys that in basketball that mess up their strong hand. They become some, such better basketball players because all they have is their, mm-hmm. their weekend, you know, dribbling and shooting, you know, doing all kinds of things. So that makes plenty of sense. And I'm going to tell you one thing else about Lamar. When you got a running back, Jay, and you, you know, this running like that as a wide receiver is so much fun blocking for guys like that. You know, when yeah. you see him getting downhill like that and you know he's chewing up yards like that, your blocking's never done. It's definitely never done on play side. And with Lamar, your block is not done on the backside either. Because your backside guy, especially for a guy like me in the slot, is the guy that's going to prevent the long runs. He's the one that's going to make that little run and, and stop Lamar for a four or five yard gain. Instead of him getting these chunks, nine, eight, nine, ten yards a run. So that's always fun, man. And hell, I went to Penn State. We had one game, I think we threw the ball eleven times. I think I must have blocked sixty <laughs> times. So, you know, I get it. I get it, man. So that was a that was a fun part of that game as well. Seeing him chewing it up and the receivers as well, and Jay getting his yards running, but all of us being contributing to the run game like that. But you know, Jay, you know, I, I do wanna um I do wanna talk about our final drive, you know, for one of the end of regulation and, and our final drive of the, of the game. First, let's let's talk about the fourth quarter drive. You know, our mm-hmm. defense basically is pitching a shutout in the second half until Mike Vanderjack drills a 50-yarder to put the Colts up seven with 4.55 left in the game. We need a touchdown and just start slicing them up, Jay. We, we sliced them up. Eight yards to Lamar. Uh, keep it yourself for three. Nine yards to OG. Nine yards to Tony Martin. Uh, we need one. You run for 11 at that point. Then we have second and 15 after a penalty. <laughs> I got you. You hit me for 19. Now I'm, now I'm in the game. Finally in the there game here. Hit me there for 19. And then, you know, we're under a minute was, was left. It, was that the one hand? No, not yet. We haven't gotten to that one yet. <laughs> that was later. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the next play, you know, the next play at first and 10, you know, we're, you know, we're under a minute left. We bring that shit back. The one foot, we figured out, the running off, cutting off the right foot, and then the one hand, yep. you know, and, you know, and I got this, man. Now we're first and goal from the nine. You try Tony Martin. Uh, you try one to me. Third down is the dream of all people. It's the dream, Jed Weaver, and we have tied the game up with forty seconds to go. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, we were, like you said, we were rolling. 
on, on that drive and just seemed like everything that we tried was working. And, and, and it was that way throughout the second half, like you said. Yeah, I think we had two, three long, long drives, uh, you know, leading up to that. And then, uh, uh, you know, closed it out with another long drive. And, you know, we took up enough of the clock that we didn't put it back in, in, in Peyton's hands, uh, uh, in the Colts' hands at the end of the game. I think we scored with, you know, what, 20 seconds or 15 seconds left uh, in the game, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, that play to, to, to dream, yeah, that's something we worked on a lot in practice yeah. and, uh, you know, we finally were able to dial it up. I think they were playing on the outside, uh, you know, expecting us to go up to a Ronde or, or, you know, we, we had thrown a lot of fade routes, uh, to a Ronde that year through a lot of, po- you know, skinny posts down and down in that red zone, you know, and it kind of left the, the middle of the field a little bit more wide open for us. And, uh, you know, it was just a great play call by Chan and Dream ran a, ran a, ran a perfect route and it just came wide open for us, uh, you know, just putting it right on his inside shoulder and letting him dive right into the end zone. Uh, uh, and that was whatever, whatever crowd wasn't there for the blackout <laughs> or whatever, they, they well, missed it something was big bad. right there. Was, there was yeah, still, there was still a bunch of people. They were in there, because man. There was a lot of energy in that building, uh, in that stadium at that point. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. It was loud. You know what's so funny? You watch that game back, Jay, and you hear um, Thiesman, Thiesman, and McGuire talking about you know our <laughs> clock management at that point. You said it best. We were not going to let Peyton Manning get that ball back. You know what I mean? No yeah. matter what, he, we're not. We we couldn't because we know what they can do and how explosive they were offensively. And man, to get it down there to you know to get it done. I mean, to get the game tied. That was that was to get it tied up that way. It, it was outstanding, man. And then of course they only had like one or two plays. I think after that, and they chose just to take it to the overtime. So yeah, that was a great. Yeah. Great clock management right there. Yeah, no doubt. I, look, and when you have, when you have Lamar able to take up chunks in the ground game, you know you could do that. And then, of course, uh, you know being able to convert those for those third downs, uh, uh, you know second and long. I think we had a penalty that pushed us yep. back to seven, second and fifteen. Uh, we were able to convert right away off of that. And then nineteen the third to down, your boy after uh, that, I think. Someone, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> Yeah, who's counting? But I look, 14 plays, 85 yards. It was 455 on the clock when you what started. There was 34 seconds left at the end. I mean, that's that's winning football yeah. right there yeah. for sure. And and so, Juice, you mentioned two drives. So obviously we need to get to that one in overtime. We get to overtime, but really as dramatic as that game had been, the drama was just getting started. So I've got a, this is a multi-layered question here for you, Jay. So first, we win the toss. 
we win the toss. You guys are rolling, as you just said, but we end up stalling relatively quickly in that first drive Mm -hmm. and out comes Matt Turk and we're punting the ball away to Peyton Manning. What are you guys thinking as you're walking off the field for fourth down and, you know, you did everything you could to battle back and get to this point in the playoffs and you're punting the ball back to Peyton Manning in that offense. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you know, we, we had a lot of momentum going with us throughout that second half and, uh, you know, obviously couldn't ride it for, for that first drive and in overtime, but you know, the energy around, around the stadium was still, you know, pretty high. And when, when Turk punted the ball and, and, uh, you know, our defense, which was playing fantastic, uh, you know, through, through the second half, throughout the whole game, uh, you know, really, you know, on the sideline, we just knew, Hey, just give us another chance, uh, defense and, and, and we're going to get it done. Did they, did they actually line up for a field goal? Yeah, they yeah. did. So, yeah, yeah they, so they get they the missed, ball back. They missed the field goal. There, there. That's exactly right. Marvin Harrison and, and Peyton Manning start looking like Marvin Harrison and Peyton yeah. Manning zip 30 yards here, 10 yards here, 12 yards there. They get down to third and 12. Lorenzo Bromel jumps off sides. And I think that, yeah, so Harrison, Peyton hits Harrison for an 11 yard, or I forget who, I don't know if it was Sam, but somebody tackles him one yard shy of the first down. They have the opportunity to take the penalty, back the ball up, right, and go third and seven. Instead, they take the fourth and one and they'll kick the 49 yarder. They got all world, Mr. Loud talking, Mike Vanderjack, what oh have my you. God. When, so right, exactly, and so when he goes out there now again, so it sounds to me he was like, the idiot kicker by then, but right, right, he had gunned it as yet. Shortly thereafter, shortly thereafter, yes, Peyton Manning did uh, give him that moniker. So that's what. So that was my follow up question. The guy just banged in a fifty yarder to kind of uh, earlier in the game to put a a, for a seven point cushion for them. And so now he comes out there again. He was well respected in the yeah. league for his talent. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe not they labeled necessarily him as the best for, in the league at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was, that that season, he was the top kicker in the league. A hundred percent. So, so again, I go back to asking you guys as an offense. It sounds to me like when you punted it away and with the momentum that you had belief in the way you were playing, and you certainly had belief and faith in this defense. But then when that guy lines up for a forty-nine yarder. What are, like like help a fan understand because you fans throw in the towel fifteen times during a game right. like you know we we understand what we do but but help us understand what's going through your mind are you standing up are you watching it can you watch it are you looking Jay at the never sat what's down going on? me Jay and I we we weren't sitters you know I mean he might sit down and look yeah. at some 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 microfilm or whatever <laughs> or whatever they look at it's not the, the whatever <laughs> the, the uh, things they look at nowadays real quick you know you yeah, flip through some pages the, but the, we the printout yeah uh, right. exactly the, the, the little printouts the <laughs> You didn't have video on the sideline back then. No, nah, you didn't have the what those things not, called? Certainly no iPads going through it. Yeah. But, uh, Microsoft yeah, Surface, those surfaces. Mach- the surface, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though, Big Seth? You know, Vanderjack, yeah, he was great, but he's an indoor kicker, man. You know, it, mm. there was a little wind out there. You know, it was, man, like, it was on, the, it bad. on the grass. It was a mishit, Yeah, juice. it was, yeah. Because I, th- I, th- I, I think we put him right where the sod was on the second point, baseline. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a chance. Right? I like a little, it. So- a little soft clump in there. <laughs> it was all part of the plan. I like it. All right, so that tells me what you were thinking. So now you get the ball back, and I got to imagine you guys are just jacked up now. We just had Coach Wanstead on the show. I don't know if you've heard it yet, but he and he was hilarious. But he talked about, you know, he'd watch some of these games. He'd get a little nervous. He saw a couple picks. All right, Chan, that's it. Just, you know, he was going to dial up Lamar Smith and re- literally 
we saw him ride, ride and jump on his back in the postgame locker room there. <laughs> but he was ready to ride Lamar all the way home. Talk about that drive and just the emotion that had to overcome the entire offense and really the entire sidelines when Lamar on second and four from the 17-yard line basically says, hey, Lindo, stay your ass over there. I got this. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was uh... – that, that was I had the best seat in the house to you know to watch that one because you know at that point in the game overtime and and everything you know after every handoff you know you're kind of carrying out a fake but you know also as a quarterback you know in those situations you're trying to get behind the play just in case something bad happens a fumble or, you know you you want to save uh, save something happens so you know after handing it off to uh, to Lamar I think he, he kind of cut back a little bit came back out to the right side. And I was I was right behind. You're mimicking everything, Jay. View. Right, you got to mimic all yeah. that, right? <laughs> I said I, I could see his view, and I'm kind of you know chasing him from from behind and, and watching through. And you know that was that was just fun to watch, and you know see him breaking it to the outside. And he was so you know he was just so patient, kind of just waiting and finding the hole and bouncing here, bouncing out, and then finally when he saw it, he hit it down the right side and. Uh, you know, it was just incredible run, you know, watching him from, from behind and seeing that, knowing that we were in position now to win the game. And, uh, you know, obviously I think a player two later, uh, you know, he just uh, uh, barreled into the end zone and it was, uh, you know, exhilaration uh, for it. And, and like we said, last last time there was a win down there uh, uh, for, for the Finns in the playoffs. Yeah, Crazy, crazy it's been that long. It is absolutely crazy it's been that long, man. It's so funny, you know, you talk a little bit about Lindo. I've been bad-mouthing kickers for, I mean, probably all my, my whole career. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, I mean, Lindo, as great as he is, there's no way, Jay. You, there's no way we're going to put it in the kicker's hand in the game. You know, look, yeah. we're talking about Vanderjack and how great he's been. Yeah. And that, you know what I mean? And he goes out there. Lindo would have probably nailed it, but I'm so glad that we were able to put it away ourselves as an offense, man, because honestly, you know, they talk about our defense, defense, defense. It's nice for our offense to be able to go out there and, and put that victory away for a team. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, the, the, the easiest way is to pound it in, and, uh, and that's exactly what we did. Man, and that run too, man. It's like everything's like stopped, and then Lamar bounces. I'm, all I know is, like I said, I need to stay glued to my guy just in case. And like you're talking about Mirror, just in case something happens. You know, we were we were on the Lamar train as well. If Dave didn't jump on his back, I'm sure you or I might have been the next one to jump yeah. on his back. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Jay, you know, I, 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 I both of us are so damn competitive, man. And, and, and we have so much belief in our squad that I figured, yeah. you know, we would, you know, we'd win again in the postseason for sure. I thought we'd, we'd get it done somehow. And hell, it never happened. I never thought it would take 22 years for us to, you know, for one, to nope. get a victory. You know, we've been in the playoffs a couple of times, but hell, we look, we've seen what's happened down here. You know, and, and it's been it's been crazy. Does this shock well, you like as I, much? I would I would have liked to have I would have liked to have been in the playoffs with our. You know, I mean, they're in the playoffs now with a nine and eight record. Yeah. I mean, we could have had two more spots. How in about the playoffs. that? Uh, How about that? You know, we were ten and ten and five, nine and nine and uh, six, and, and missed the playoffs it's twice. Crazy man, it's crazy how that's all. Well, ten, changed, and six, ten and six, nine and seven. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, does does this does that shock you though? Does it, does it frustrate and like it frustrates me? Does this shock you that we haven't gotten a win? Since since 2000 in the playoffs here? Yeah, uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, it, it, it shocks me to think it's that long. I mean, I, you know, for me, uh, you know, heck, I, I turned 50 last year. And uh, to, to, to think that, 
you know, when I was still playing, that was the last time that, uh, that, that, that the team won. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I mean, you know, time flies. Uh, you know, I don't think it's – it doesn't seem like it's 20-some-odd years ago to me, but, uh, you know, I got the memories. You got those memories that, that, that are in your head. But, uh, you know, as the years keep going on, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing to think that, you know, that they couldn't find one way to get in and get a, and get another win. Yeah. You know, since then. And and really, I mean, look, they, they've only had this is what only the third appearance. Uh, yeah. Appearance since then. You know, Jay, yeah. it's so funny, man, because I, I talk to people. People always want to talk shit. You know what I mean? About just just about anything. And you're mm-hmm. you're one of the, you're one of the best quarterbacks everywhere the aqua and orange man and i'm gonna tell you this ever since danny retired there's been like 32 guys under center you know think about that that's a that's a lot of damn guys you know i know danny retired in 99 it's been 20 something years but think about all the people that have actually been i've been under center but man nobody i play with you damon i play with of course some other guys along the way bernie and those guys that filled in but as competitors man there's there's haven't been better leaders bro than guys like yourself. And people don't understand that until they start seeing all these other quarterbacks come around and we're not getting the results. The, the leadership, the leadership qualities, the, the the athleticism, all that you brought to the table, man, as people that, you know, a lot of these young guys, they don't know, but there are a lot of people that play that, that are my age that realize and understand what you brought to the table as a leader for this football team. Well, I, I appreciate that juice. And that was, you know, that was something I always prided myself on and, uh, you know, look, I, I coming in and, and being the next guy after Dan Marino, I knew that there was going to be criticism. I knew that there was going to be scrutiny. I knew that, you know, there was going to be comparisons, you know, here and there. And, you know, my attitude was always, hey, listen, I, I, I know how to go out and win games. I know how to do it my way. You know, I'm not going to do it the way Dan did it. I'm not going to do it, uh, you know, and, and our teams were, were built differently uh, than, than Dan's were. Right. You know, Dan's teams were, you know, kind of the opposite. It was it was all offense and, uh, you know, the defense struggled at times, uh, you know, w- w- with them. And, uh, you know, for us, we had to get those long drives. We had to convert third downs. We had to make plays in the fourth quarter, like we said earlier. And, and that's, you know, that's what I was able to, to do and rally the troops to, you know, behind us and, uh, uh, you know, make those plays when it counted. And, yeah, uh, sure. You know, I, I, I'm proud of, uh, you know, what I was able to accomplish. And, you know, like you said, you know, there were how many, however many 30-some-odd quarterbacks since Marino. I like to say there's, you know, 29 quarterbacks since me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love it. That's spoken like a fiddler right there for sure. So, well, here's the good news. It has been 22 years, but the Dolphins do have an opportunity to finally get that win that they haven't had since that game that we just discussed here from from December 30, 2000. And we're not sure necessarily who's going to be under center, but they did get some really great play out of Tua at times this year, and that was exciting. So hopefully things are are all starting to move in the direction that will make all of us that are uh, cheering for this team. They've been a streaky team all year, and they're on a win streak right right. now. That's right, Jay. Let's hope that continues. The new season, the new season, right? The third season. The third season, for sure. So, Jay, we're going to let you go here in just a second. But since your last time diving into the fish tank, we've added a segment that really should have your name written all over it, especially after this game we just discussed. This is the two-minute drill. So 
while we are going to send you out of here in a second, you're going to get to buckle up the chin strap one last time and lead us to the promised land. DJ mm -hmm. Preach is going to put two minutes up on the clock. We're cutting off the quarterback to coach communication system. You don't need to hear from anybody on the sidelines. You're going to be calling your own plays here. Juice are going to, and I are going to fire off a few questions for you. And, uh, I'm sure it'll be some fun. Yeah, for sure. So, Preach has got the two minutes, and Juice, you got the you first one. Right. Let's do it. All right. Dave said he had seen enough after the third interception and was ready to feed Lamar. How many times the rest of the game did you check from a run to a pass, Jay? <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, I don't think we did. I, I, we probably checked from one side, from That's run one right, way right? to <laughs> run the other way. But, uh, yeah, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't really in the offensive scheme at that point. You know, Jay, Juice sits in the alumni suite these days, and he loves to tell us. He sits in the alumni suite, and I, yesterday texted me a list of, like, 14 Miami Dolphins greats who were there with him. But he's always sitting with Duper and Clayton, shocker, and they marvel at Marvel. I'll use that word, marvel. Maybe, I don't want to say complain. But they are uh, in awe of the amount of complaint of the amount of targets that Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle get. But as we talked about, Juice had 12 <laughs> targets in this game. 12. How much of that was Juice saying, hey, just give me the damn ball? And how much were you just going to the sure thing? Well, you know, that, that that's that's a lot of it. Uh... <laughs> of how it played out when when guys start to make plays for you you want to go back to them and, and certainly at crunch time you know you want to go go to guys that you trust that you know that uh, you know are going to make the right read they're going to make the right routes and they're going to make the plays you know in the end and snag that ball out of the air uh, you know wherever you put it that's what i loved about aronde throughout the years that uh, you know going forward playing with him and uh, juice like he said you know about me, you know, I'll say it about him as well. I mean, one of the toughest competitors, you know, you're going to see on the football field. And, uh, you know, I know how much pain he was going through, uh, you know, throughout that December, uh, you know, just getting ready for practice and, and games and being out there, you know, wanting to make the big play. He was Mr. Dolphin, uh, you know, on that team. Uh, uh, and I was going to feed him every chance I got. Time out, I'm calling time out, Juice. Oh, we yeah, get we, are the same. we are on yeah. the same page. We got one Good. See, it's a smart team yeah. right here. There's one second there, but I think we got to – the officials are putting a few more right, eight, seconds eight, eight, on the, the clock. clock. We're going to get these last clock. two in. The home clock is terrible here, Big Set. <laughs> the home clock guy is just <laughs> – You see, Jay, the quarterback, thought that was – the last one he got it in with one second left but we called timeout I, I i tried to ice you like you know peyton you know can't right. give, him, right. can't give him too much time left on the clock one question left if lamar doesn't score on that 17 yard run to end the game and he gets tackled around the three yard line you've got one play left to call jay do you call number 26 again do you call for 81 on a slant there in the end zone or do you just call number nine for all the glory and keep it yourself and get across the goal line Oh, man. I mean, if you're on the two-yard line, I think you have to have options. That's right. You know, right. You well, I just gave you options. RPO it, baby. Let's, let's RPO this damn thing, Jay. Exactly. Let's go RPO, RPO baby. Give me, give me a chance. I mean, we didn't have RPO. I know, that's then. right. That was, yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, heck, I, I'd, I'd do a bootleg, uh, you know, fake it to Lamar. I think the whole uh, defense probably would have went with him at that point and, uh, and give myself a chance to run or pass the juice and – you know, I think I think we got a good play going. I got Jay Feeler crossing the goal line like against the Raiders, Big Seth. That's what I, I think got. you're right, Juice. He had 43 yards rushing. He was going to finish damn with 45 right in the touch. That's, that's what I think. Right. That's the <laughs> <laughs> that is the two minute drill. He is Jay Feeler, and that was our recap of 
really a great sure game. Enough. I mean, it is the only thing that you kind of take a deep breath when you think about that game is the fact that it has been 22 years since that we've had it been able to enjoy a playoff win down here. But man, when I think back to that game, it really was a special one. It was a cool thing for me to have some little small part seat on the sidelines. Actually, I got to job, run Seth. off you the field. You did your job. You did it well, baby. That's all. Yeah. Everybody doing their job is what happens. Yeah, I got to chase you guys all the way down. I think we grabbed Big Richmond. He was uh, he he did the uh, the interview for I, I don't know who I was with, maybe post game radio or what have you. But that was my little uh, contribution <laughs> to the game there. But it was really special. Jay, I know you had a late night. Sorry, we had to do that to you. Uh, good, but uh, <laughs> and a busy morning, but man, it was great to see you back here and remember this. Uh, it was always fun talking with you guys and being back in the tank. Hey, thanks for diving in, QB1. Jay, my man. Thanks, my man. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, Ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank. Okay, this one for them diehards Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stories we never heard to the public Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject You know it's all about them fans And if you ready for that water, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive, dive in, in that fish tank Aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank.